I'm Luke. And I'm Ollie. And we're the hosts of One Hand, One Bounce. I'm a lover of most sports and have been lucky enough to work and be involved in a number of different sports. And I'm Ollie and I'm a total sports nut and love most sports. We hope you enjoy our podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of One Hand, One Bounce. I have Oliver with me. Hi, fellow listeners. How are you? Well, fellow listeners, listeners, I'm not listening. But anyway, yes, <laughs> you will I'm listen good. Back. Well, yes. Anyways, yeah. you're good. Yeah, I'm excited. You're excited. Mm-hmm. That's good. Bring some energy to the podcast today. Mm-hmm. Very good. So we've got a bit of golf to talk about today. We, yeah. I don't think we've had golf on the podcast before. Mm, I. Don't remember. No. NFL. Yep. Got some exciting news about that. We've got some tennis. Mm-hmm. And we've got some cricket. Some just what? for something different. Oh, wow. So, well, that in footy season, we'll be like, we've got some AFL just for something different. So. Well, that's right. Actually, there is some AFLW to talk oh, about yeah, as true. well. Um, well, we'll just mention that. Yeah. But we won't spend too much time on that today. Um, so without further ado, we'll get stuck in. Yep. So in golfing news, Cam Smith, the Australian with the mullet, recorded a score of 34 under, Whew. which is a record on uh, the PGA Tour, mm. and he won the Century Tournament of Champions. Yeah. Uh, I think he only won by one stroke in the end, <laughs> um, but in doing so, he set the record um, for the lowest ever yeah. score. Minus 34, that's yeah, pretty good going. I, I think there was a minus 33 and a minus 32. Yeah, obviously good conditions. Yeah. But still amazing achievement to think that's uh, over four rounds, that's an average of eight and a half under a, per round. Yeah. So it's nearly every second hole you, you're going one under. Yeah. Well, actually, what's... Yeah, nearly. Nearly, from 18 holes. So, yeah, very good going. And NFL. Yeah. Talk us through what's happening there, Oliver. Well, the final start on Sunday Australia time, so American time, but so we, so we had the final week of games last week. Yeah. Final round, sorry, of the yep. regular season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did also talk to Alex next door, our neighbour, Alex Tatnell, who is has been featured on the podcast. Yep big NFL fan and he talked me through the final system which I then let you know so we've, we've now on yes. top of it aren't so we? So I'll explain because I know so there's two conferences of 16 teams and eight, in each of those conferences there's four divisions so there's two conferences one is NFC National Football League and the other one is American Football League and then the divisions are each one's like National Football League West or National Football League South. Or na- yeah. And so yeah. there's East, West, North and South, is yes. that right? In each of the two yes. conferences? So, yep, with you. Yeah, so there's 14 teams that play in France. So the top, the top place from each of those f- four divisions yep. makes it to the finals from yep. both conferences. So, so that's each, eight. Each conference. Yeah. Yep. And then they look at the whole conference standings together 
and then the next best three make it through. Ah, so the the four divisional winners and the next best three yeah, make it through conference. to that conference final. Yes, and right. yeah. And then week one of the finals, what happens? So. What? Um, so there's seven for, teams. Yeah. So the best first players from the whole conference standings from both conference get the week off. Yep. And then, in the conference standings, second plays seventh. Third yep. place seats and fourth place fifth. Yeah, at the higher ranked team's home ground. Yeah. And it's knockout, isn't it? Yeah. So that's the wild card round, and then we're left with four teams. So the three winners out of those um, games, 2v7, 3v5 and... Four, no, 3v6. 3v6, sorry, and 4v5. The yeah. three winners of those go through as well as seed number one who had the week off. Yeah. And they play each other. Yeah, so they so four play one, each other. I reckon one would play the winner of four and five and I'd two say would play so. the winner of um, three Didn't and six. Didn't actually get that information off Alex, but I reckon that sounds logical. Yeah, and, and then, and then, and then they play, semis. And then they play off in a conference final. Yeah, well, they go to semis for the conference. Yeah. Oh, no, not semis. Yeah, conference final because there's two teams left. And then the winner of each conference goes, goes through, through to the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. All over it. Very good. And you are currently wearing a cap. Yes. With what written on it? Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And how are they going? Um, they finished second, equal first, but second in their conference. Yeah. Due to our guessing points against, because they base it off win percentage, so they kind of. Yeah. Um, so the percentage Green Bay Packers kind of got more percentage percentage than us yeah so it must be points scored or um, points points against points aggregate or something like that so we have to play in the first round and we play the philadelphia eagles yeah at home at 5 a.m on sunday morning i mean monday morning our time so we play seventh so, so you might be able to get up and watch the uh, the second half of that maybe well yeah i'll get up it goes for a few hours it will Get me the morning, and then we'll mention this later, but I'll just go to the test in the afternoon. Test? What test? Hobart test. Don't know what you're talking about. Anyways, uh, so that's NFL. Tennis. Uh, what's news in tennis? Um, so, well, there's actually a bit to cover. Well, the, obviously, the Australians Open, Open is coming up, and there's the... Um, like Somerset and like ATP Cup and so Adelaide all the, all the Australian series are on at the moment. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. to start things off, Ash Barty won the Adelaide International. Won two trophies. Not just one, two. Oh, they yeah. won the doubles as yeah. well. With Storm Sanders, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, they're quite good doubles partners. They are. So that's um that's good news for Ash. Hopefully she continue that form into the Australian Open. Well, she's at home last time she played. Was it? Was oh yeah she did did she play in the Australian Open last year? Uh yeah I think she did last yeah. year. But she made the semi-finals in two thousand nineteen. Yeah. Or two thousand twenty maybe, I think two thousand twenty. Two thousand twenty I believe yeah. It gets mixed up because it's at the start of the year. So. Oh it's hard work isn't it? I'm sure our listeners can sympathise. Early in the new year it's hard to figure out what year you're actually in. Well maybe that's just us but anyway. Yeah. And some other news, uh, Novak Djokovic. Um, you mean Novak? Oh, sorry, sorry, no, no vaccination, Djokovic. Ah, oh, yeah, oh yeah, I get it. Anyways, um, 
I'll just put on record. I believe in people have a personal choice in whether they get vaccinated or not. Or not. I am supportive of vaccinations personally, but each to their own. Uh, however, it's um, it's been a bit of a sticky situation for the Australian yeah. government and Victorian government and Tennis Australia and everyone involved. So it's yeah, it's a bit. Bit yeah. sad to see, really. I mean, it's yeah, it's made worldwide headlines, it's and we're making mm, making light of it. But it's, it's not making our country look good. Not really, and I don't think it's probably making Novak look too good either. To no. be honest, but anyway, there you go. I don't think go. it's making anyone look good. It'll be good when they get the tennis happening. Obviously, that as we said, the lead up tournaments yes. are happening. Yeah. But when the Australian Open actually gets it kicks underway, off on Monday, which is weird. I thought actually no. Yeah, it's it kicks a, off on Monday. I thought it was a Sunday, you said. No, it's actually Monday. Oh, okay. Which Monday? Next one or the one after? This coming Monday. This coming so Monday? So, five days away. So, that'd be January... 17. 17. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, so it'll be good when that gets underway and the, the focus will sort of shift from Novak somewhat, but... Yeah. Interested to see what plays out over the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. We don't really know if he's going to continue in the tournament or get sent home or what's going to happen but we'll wait yeah. and see all right and aflw we we realized we hadn't yeah. actually put on the well, agenda I but been watching much. but we did we did see our team the saints go down in yeah. the first the first game they they were um they were somewhat you know, um, lean on good players with a few new coach. outs. No, new coach as well. So. New coach. I did see a headline today. He's actually going to miss the next game. I I didn't read the detail, but I'm guessing he's got COVID or he's close contact. So yeah. He's going to miss the next game, yeah. which is not ideal. Yeah, well, it's weird having footy on in the middle of January. Like, mm. when it started before, it starts at the start of February, so a month forward of when it is... Yeah. So it's better, but now it's like middle of January. I know they're trying to get it before the AFL, but it's just weird having football in January. It was supposed to start in December. Yeah, I know. It's, so, it is strange, isn't it? Very strange. Um, I'm just finding, I read on AFL Tasmania's um, Facebook page that two Tasmanians, are, which I'd, I'd seen one of them um, in the match on the Friday night against St Kilda, playing for Richmond. Megan Kylie, I presume you pronounce it, K-I-E-L-Y is her surname, um, kicked two goals. She's a Tasmanian. Oh, that's And good. Mia King for North Melbourne against Geelong um, yeah. performed quite well. Also 15 disposals and a goal. Well, I think North Melbourne have got like seven or six ta- uh, Tasmanians. Because they're actually called the North Melbourne Tasmanian Kangaroos. Yeah. Like Nicole Bresnaham and Daria Bannister and Mia King. Or I think that's how you pronounce it. Daria. Yeah. Daria, that's right. And also Nicole Bresnahan yeah. plays for North There's Melbourne. There's a few so, others as well. So, yeah, a few Tasmanians um, performing quite well, which was good to see. Yeah. In the AFLW. So that brings us to cricket. Oh, uh, yeah. So I'll let you lead the way. Where did you want to start um, with cricket? Club cricket. Club cricket. So we'll go just the weekend. So Clarence, I'll start with first grade and work my way down. Clarence first grade, they actually played a rain catch-up game on Sunday. But first Saturday, 
they weren't looking good. They were uh, in trouble early. I don't know what they were, but they were chasing, I think, 202. Yeah, to win, yeah. Yeah, 38 overs. Yeah. And they were in early trouble. I think they were three or four early wickets, but they ended up doing it with nine balls to spare. Very good performance. I think Michael Jones yeah. was a key performer. The 80-something, I think. The captain, yeah. And then I, I think Damien Paul also played well. He did. In Damien the first Paul, game. Yeah. And also Wade Irvine at the end, I'm pretty sure, did okay. Yeah, yeah. And sealed it. And moving on to Sunday, we played University in a catch-up game, as I said earlier. And um, we were we bowled uni out for one ninety five with some good bowling, and then um, we were in early trouble four for nineteen, but then Michael Jones and Wade Irvine again did well, and um, Kieran Elliott and um, Sam yeah. Leon did well at the end, so we ended up winning by four wickets. So nearly the exact same scenario. Yeah, pretty two, much two games in a row, so first grade. I think we mentioned on the podcast previously, had not won a game until uh, a couple of weeks before Christmas. Yeah, and they've, last week before Christmas. And I think now they've won something like four out of five of their last games. Four out of four. Four out of four, is it? Yeah. Oh, there you go. And we were down at second grade. Yeah. Um, doing some scoring mm-hmm. on Saturday. Yeah. And the boys got a win down there. Yeah. And we also saw on Sunday, um, I mean, we weren't, able to watch it as such, but um, the Clarence women's side in first grade got a win, bowling mm-hmm. Newtown out for 72. Woof, that's... Um, and getting the runs in uh, was like 10 overs or less, I think. Yeah, wow, that's amazing. And Katie Cole, um, yeah. and, and we've, I think we might have mentioned her on the podcast, but we've, we've certainly had Kirsten Palfrey on the, featured on the podcast, a stalwart of the Cricket Tasmania Premier League women's competition. Yeah. Well, I think the only woman to have played more games than Palf is Katie Cole, who plays for Clarence. Yeah. And she brought up her 150th game in the competition wow. on Sunday. So it was a, a special occasion for her and um, great to see that... Uh, the, the team was able to get a big win to um, recognise the occasion. So we, we're just checking the scores now to confirm that, yeah, Newtown all out 72 and Clarence got the runs, runs in. Runs in 9.2 overs. Yeah. Clarence do have a pretty good side. Graham, Gibson, um, Emily Smith. But then again, like, Newtown have a good side with, like, Priest and Smith, Amy Smith. That's right. So, um... Katie Cole did get a bowl. She bowled four overs and took one for nine. So oh, that's pretty good. Did contribute. Heather Graham, what a match she had. Four for 17 of her 10 overs. And then she opened the batting and was able to get 41 not out of 30. Oh. So pretty good performance by her. Yeah. And so moving on from club cricket, what's happening in the BBL? So in the BBL, the Scorchers are standout leaders. I think they're ten and two on thirty-seven points. Then um the Thunder are catching up, yeah, on thirty points, and then the Sixers aren't far behind on twenty-seven points, falling behind. And then we the Hurricanes are doing all right. They're um five and six. Yeah, 
They've just, in just had that. They've had that up and down season yeah. again, haven't they? They've, but, they've won three in a row, and it's, when Ben McDermott performs, they they do well, and then they seem to fall in a heap when the yeah in the games where he doesn't perf- perform, and he can't you know score runs every single yeah. game. But um, well, yeah, it's been a bit frustrating, but yeah, hopefully well, Ben McDermott's done well. It's just nobody else is doing everything. And and I mean they have been impacted by you know players coming in and out with COVID and different things going on well, injuries Nathan Ellis injuries doesn't doesn't help us um, Riley Meredith was injured until coming back in recent Joel weeks Joel Paris is out Joel Paris is out um not sure if he'll be back although no. I did I did spot him at Blunston Arena the other day so he's still he's still yeah. in Tassie but um well he might could, have left that could now, be but... that he's not allowed back in the WA who knows. Um, yeah, so the Hurricanes are not too badly placed considering yeah. their up and down form. They're yeah, and considering the standards of the competition, they're four, six points in front of fifth, and yeah. it's the top five, so they're actually not bad. Yeah, but you really want to finish top three if yeah. you can. So, yeah, they've got a game tomorrow against the Thunder. Uh, they, yeah. they lost against them the other day, but if they can win that one, they really put themselves in the mix yeah, for the top three. Yeah, especially being the Thunder above us so that even puts us more in the mix and uh yeah and if they if they drop that game they're just they're leaving themselves open for the pack to catch up if we win that game we nearly secured a final spot with like two games to play for us and 10 points well speaking now but like six points still in front of other teams so yeah so there's been a few double headers. We've seen some double headers at yeah, MCG and down at Geelong. Yeah, today's just a stock standard normal game with the strikers and the heat. Strikers, I think, are out of finals. That two and eight, but the heat are the team in fifth, so there's still a chance. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that's about it with BBL, and just to. Touch on BBL. Ben McDermott's actually like a hundred and forty something runs in front of Colin Munro. Well, you might, uh, maybe someone else is overtaking him now because I think Colin Munro has COVID. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's been a bit of a strange season, and um, wow, yeah, it's going to continue. I think so. They've announced the pool of um players, uh, replacement players that teams can pick from. So I think yeah, it's going to we're going to see a few more changes, but. Yeah. So it might you know that might sort of open up the season with yeah. um you know we mentioned the top three and then sort of the Hurricanes are, are just below them and then the rest are sort of back in the pack. But yeah. someone could jump out and win a couple of games with you know some good health and no COVID impacts and that might be the difference. So yeah. We'll uh, we'll stay tuned on that one as that comes to a close over the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, in international cricket. Um, we saw the second test. Well, firstly, I don't think we quite finished off maybe the first test, or, or did we last episode with Bangladesh getting the win over New Zealand? Um. Well, when did we do our last episode? Yeah, I can't recall. No. Anyways, if we didn't cover that, Bangladesh got their first ever win over New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, in New Zealand, in fact, and um, <laughs> they haven't been in the first test. Like it was like a seventeen match streak that hadn't been beaten in New Zealand. That's why they're the number one test side. Yeah, and Bangladesh had not ever beaten them either home or away. I think 
I looked at their figures in a book I have at home, and it's from a few years ago, but they are like six wins out of 61 matches in test matches. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Bangor. Yeah, it's been a hard slog for them, but they have been more competitive over the last few years, and that, yeah. that was obviously shown winning that first test. But then yeah. what happened in the second test? Um, so talk us through the first day. So well, who won the toss? Bangladesh. And what did they do? Bowl. On a very you, green track. Yes, it's a, very green. You can't. You're not surprised. I like, didn't. You can nearly not tell where the pitch was. It was that green. Yeah, it happens so, a lot. In so they you obviously would have got some early wickets then, and yeah, and made some inroads. What was the score at stumps? Um, three hundred forty nine. Three hundred and forty nine. Yeah. Oh, so New Zealand did all right. What were they? Eight down or? One. One down. Yeah. Not ideal. No. Win the toss, bowl. Uh, you get the opposition in, and they get to one for three forty nine at stumps. Yeah. Yeah, not not what you want to be doing. Yeah. On day one of a test, so not only did that happen, just talk us through. The uh, first over after lunch, I think it was the last ball of the over, maybe. Um, um, New Zealand scored seven. So, <laughs> I, I think, it, I can't remember who the bowler was. Uh, Eberdot. Oh, yeah, the former volleyball player. I don't former know. volleyball player. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there you go. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce his name, but it's something like that. Yeah. Anyway, so someone he, has saying, I think. So he he came in, bowled the ball to um, I think it was Will Young. Will Young's edged it, hit it to second slip. Well, it was really the first slip, but well, slip, yeah. but second slip, slip dived across and dropped it. It's the it's deflected down to the boundary, but it would have been fine legs run across, just so, tapped it in from the boundary, saved the yeah. boundary. And they get three. Okay. So throwing it back into the keeper, think he's pretty happy with himself. He's run probably 50 metres from fine leg to yeah. save the boundary, throwing the ball into the keeper, saved a run. The, yep. Yeah, the keeper throws it and the keeper thinks there's a chance of the, a run out. So at, throw, at the non-striker end. Yeah, so he throws it to a fielder back at the stumps, not the bowler. Yeah. And then... It's goes past the. I think the fielder past. thinks it's going to hit the stump, so he sort of hops out of the way. And then it misses the stumps, goes past, and it goes too quick. So the bowler, who's about probably five meters behind the stumps, misses it, and it goes for four. And he has to chase it down all the way to the boundary, and it just beats him into the boundary for four mm. overthrows. Yeah, so they get <laughs> seven. So there he is, lying on the ground after missing the ball as he dives to save the boundary and not only has he has a, had a drop catch off that delivery, he's just had a seven conceded off his bowl. Mm. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, and, oh, I forgot to mention about BBL, the um, Laurie Evans on strikes situation. Yes. Well, that's funny you say that because in that seven, the, the umpire actually, actually signalled an eight, so uh, which I'd never seen before. He, it he put his fingers it up. It can't been eight though, unless he, he put his he put his fingers up. He put two hands, mm. five on one hand and three on the other, mm. and the commentators called out, oh, "It's a seven. And then they said, "Oh, he signalled eight. Oh, and then that's all I saw on the clip. Yeah, but but, but the, then what happened was, so that should have meant that Will Young was on strike the start of the next over because 
it was a seven. So yeah. that's an odd number. He goes to the non-striker's end, but then yeah. they swap in. So then he's on strike. Well, but they it, don't swap. Yeah, the no, swap sorry, in. the bowler swaps yeah. in. So that's what should have happened. But, yeah. but that's not what ha- happened. He was, ca- he was off strike. And they can't have got an eight because unless we were discussing the other day, unless... If you hit a four and you run complete a run before it goes to the boundary, you get five. It doesn't work. Like no, that's, that's not right. a rule. Yeah. Like you can't hit a really high six and say, "Oh, I got eight because I ran two. Because <laughs> I ran two while that was in the air. <laughs> but then you. But then this complaint you can complain about is it when it goes over the rope, like when it. Yeah. When when physically the goes over the rope or when it actually touches, touches the ground. Yeah. No, I agree. So I think, uh, I think it ended up getting recorded as a seven. I did go back and check, uh, through what I called on the the cricket dot com um, page and and look back through and I I think it was a seven in the in the scorebook. I think the umpire perhaps just made a small error there, but it must have got corrected. However, the the on strike didn't get corrected, and that. That's why I mentioned, uh, it's funny you say about the Laurie Evans situation, yeah. that's exactly what happened there. So he, not that there was a seven, but he was at the striker's end, the last ball before the drinks break at the 10 over mark. And they hit a two. He so, hit a two. So he remained at the striker's end, which would then become the non-striker yeah. at the start of the next yeah. over. But they've obviously swapped around during drinks and forgot. So then, or I reckon they forgot, and then at the next over, it's the first over of the power surge, and Laurie Evans smashes 17 off it. Oof. First ball goes for six as well. Yeah, controversy. Did yeah. they do it on purpose? I mean, I don't think they would have, but... No. Yeah, and... You know, you can say the umpire should have picked it up, but, I mean, they've got so much to look after that it makes it tricky. So, um, yeah. Anyway, that's what happened. Um, but, yeah, so in the New Zealand-Bangladesh game... Yeah. <laughs> we talked through day one. I mean, we won't go day by day because we do need to wrap up this recording and, and get to have some dinner, but um, it ended up uh, New Zealand smashed them by an innings. And 178 runs. And Bangladesh did put up a better fight in the second innings, but we're... 278. We're still bundled out. And Ross Taylor, in his final test, so he's, we mentioned, he's retiring at the end of this summer, but that's New Zealand's final test of the summer. Yeah. Uh, so he came on to bowl late in the day. Um, yeah because they it was fading light and they were asked to by the umpires to bowl spin only. That's which, what happened to Australia. That's right, which does sometimes happen, and as we saw in the, the Australian-England game. Uh, so he came on to bowl, and with his third delivery, had not conceded a run. Um, so bowled 0.3 and got a wicket. Oh, wow. The final wicket of the match. And that's actually his third wicket in Test Cricket. <laughs> which yeah. I think he's only bowled like eight overs or something. Uh, so that was a nice way for him to finish. Well, um, Tom Latham, obviously, uh, I think the crowd were chanting for him to come on and that's Tom right. Latham wouldn't have cared because it's not like they're going to lose the game from there. Yeah, that's right. He did ben the right and nine down and need 117 to even make New Zealand bad again. And Latham actually took the catch as well. <laughs> and he made the big score in the first Yeah, 252. Yeah. 
All right, so we better we better wrap it up there. But just before we do, a quick Ashes preview. Mm-hmm. So that's obviously pretty exciting for yeah. us. Something we've been talking about for a little while. So the um so the women's Ashes. So the squads were announced today. Yeah. Yep. Uh, any yeah. Big, any big. Ins and outs? Uh, Stella Campbell's not in the main squad. She she missed out on the Australian squad. Um, she is in. They have named an Australia A. Yeah. Squad to play some tour games against um against or what must be the balance of the English women's squad. Yeah. Um. So playing playing some games at the around the same time as the the um yeah, first teams are playing of them off are actually on the same they day are. in the same city because. They are. Yep, they, over in Adelaide to because begin with. the T20s were supposed to be at different times, but I think England just want to go home quicker. So yeah, that and that does make sense. So I presume those um Australia A, England A T20s will probably be sort of um just before or just after, or maybe earlier in the day or something like that. Yeah. And, um, yeah I think so the three T20s are all at night. Yeah. Okay. So, so that there's. The A games must be in the afternoon, yeah, I would suggest. Or yeah. like even in the morning. Yeah, like probably. Like 10.30 or something. So Stella Campbell, yeah. I mean, she took, what did she take? 7 for 25? Yeah. In a recent WNCL game. Yeah, there's um, been a few postponed. Well, I haven't actually heard news, but I was looking at the fixtures. like 10 before February, between in January, the period that's just passed. But there was one, which okay. was the game Stella Campbell took 7 for. But it's a pretty strong Australian lineup, so a difficult side to break into. Yeah. And someone like Darcy Brown, um, who's been performing really well in Australian colours, so it's difficult for Stella to um remove her. Um, and the Australia race side looks very strong. The likes of Molly Strano, Elise Villani in there, Stella Campbell we've mentioned. So. Yeah. That if you really wanted to, they could be an Australian side. It nearly could, so. Anyway, we'll stay tuned on that. So we we better finish up there. Yeah. Oh, I just want to quickly say, it's a bit like the men. Like, Luz, like Luzman Kawaja is in the squad. Travis Head gets COVID and then he just goes to Central. Well, funny you mentioned that because that's actually the big Ashes preview I was talking about. Mm-hmm. I was just stirring up a little bit. <laughs> but we're sitting here in our special Bellarive Oval, Australia versus England historic Hobart Test. T-shirts. Yes. We'll put a photo up of these. Um, purchased um this week, through Electric Wiki, which is a um local Tasmanian, uh Hobart based t-shirt company sports t-shirts niche, t-shirts. So, have a look at them. They're on Facebook and have a web page and on Instagram. So Electric Wiki, which is a great name. You know we really. Like that name, um, obviously with our podcast name, One Hand, One Bounce, it's uh, a very sort of similar theme, you know, it's backyard cricket rules, so so we're very excited with the t-shirts, and we're probably even more excited about that the Ashes test. test, and you've actually figured out all your um, attire for mm-hmm. days one through to five, haven't you, with your, one, your Australian yeah. cricket uh, shirts that you've got? Um mm-hmm. So you've picked them all out and you've got some uh, trousers and shorts, to, you know, to cater for both weather conditions. Then again, 
You people probably from the mainland are like, oh, it's not going to be that warm. So Friday night, I think it's like 18 or 19. Yeah, so, quite, quite warm. There is a bit of rain yeah. forecast, which is not ideal. It's not supposed to be too bad. It's like 1 to 4 mils on Friday and then like 0. 0.6 to 4 mils on Saturday. Hopefully this is not famous last words by me, but knowing the history of Bellarive and, and the Oval, having both worked there and, and been there a lot as a spectator, the the showers do tend to blow over and often miss Bellarive. Like they, it might be raining in the city, um, which yeah. is only probably, I don't know, five k's as the crow flies, but they they do tend to miss uh, the eastern shore a lot more and they do tend to blow over reasonably quickly and the, the ground staff there do a magnificent job. Drainage so is really good. Drainage like, is really good. You should have seen it on Friday. It rained yeah, like 30 mils in half an hour here. There's been some photos around in the media that, that slipped out from uh, from that day and, and the sheets of water all over the ground. But, you know, Kangaroo Bay is the same. And, and actually a special shout-out to uh, the curators down at Kangaroo Bay, Tim Goff, the curator down there. He uh, did a great job and always does do what? a great job getting Kangaroo Bay Oval ready on yeah, the we Saturday. Yeah, actu- we actually only got like a two-hour delay. Yeah, there was just a bit of a sort of damp patch on the edge of the, the wicket square that um, obviously covers, couldn't really um, cover that area. So the, the boys did some uh, some work to, to get that water away and, yeah, we got underway uh, about 12 o'clock, I think it was. So yeah. only an hour and a half late, so... A lot of that thanks to the great work by Tim Goff, who's yeah. a, a listener. So thanks for listening, Goffy. And uh, yeah, so the the preview of the game, um, who like you mentioned, who's gonna who's gonna come out? Is head gonna come in? Is Kawaja gonna keep his spot? Is... The media are saying, and I reckon it's a good chance. Even though Marcus Harris did get that seventy six or hundred and eighty nine, he hasn't really been doing that well. Like you can't really drop Usman Kawaja. Like when he's got two twin centuries. Plus, even though you said to me the other day, Kawaja scores centuries at five, he's been opening for Queensland and mm. the Thunder. Yeah. So it's not like he's not used to it. Yeah. And the bowlers are still interesting. I mean, how can you drop Scott Bowler now? Um, but he's, as you've alluded to, he's not really performed that well at Bowler. I think his average is 76 in first class. But then, you know, the, how many games under lights have they played at Bellarine? Because he, he might not have even played a Shield no. game under lights. I don't, how many Shield games have they played under uh, Not too many. I mean, they have in the previous... I don't think they've played a Shield game under lights in a long time. No, not. I was going to say, in previous seasons, they have played a few in the lead-ups to Pink Test, but this one's a bit different because it, it wasn't originally going to be a Pink Ball Test. Yeah, because it was, it was in, Perth. Be in Perth. 10.30 yeah. start. Anyways, we, we've we uh, waffled on a little bit here, so we better wrap it up. Yes. And just as we do, I do want to give a shout-out to our friend of the podcast, Tubes Taylor, and Maisie Gibson, who plays for the Mighty Clarence. They've just started their own podcast um, called Better Than Average. Um, there's there are two episodes in, um, unless I've missed any that are coming out. In the last day or two, but I have listened to both of those, and it's a cricket-themed podcast, Tasmanian Cricket. So just like we're supporting Tasmanian sport with Electric Wiki, we mentioned, we want to support 
Tubes and Maisie with their podcast Better Than Average. Yeah. So give them a listen, give them a follow. Yep. They're on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and they might be on some others as well, but definitely those two. So give them a follow on there and, and have a listen. Um, the uh, first episode sort of focused on Maisie and the second in episode, uh, Maisie and Tubes interviewed Sasha Maloney, who's yeah. also uh, sort of a friend of ours. We see her around the cricket circles every now and again and say hello. So um, definitely worth a listen and uh, yeah, follow along because I know they've got some more episodes coming up and we might even try and get Tubes on our podcast yeah. and then he can, yeah, he can promote his own podcast but he's got some interesting stories to tell he's a great storyteller tube so there you go um we might leave it there i'm just gonna quickly mention that i did run a marathon on sunday mm-hmm. so that's okay. just that's just a bit yep. of my own glory here <laughs> uh just to mention put on record so pretty proud of myself i okay. must say yeah mm-hmm. well are you proud of me yeah, I guess so. No, well, thanks. Thanks for the support. No, you were a big supporter, mate. Mm-hmm. You came out and watched me, and you were very excited at the finish to see me get home. Yep. Maybe that's just because you wanted to play a game of Cricket 22 on the PlayStation or something, I don't know, but um, you did seem excited, so yes. thank you for your support, mate. It was much appreciated. It did help me get home. I saw you and your brother and your mum out on the track about 30 k's in or so, and... You told me to hurry up, which was uh, nice. Thanks for that. But no, it was um, it was good to get one under my belt. That's my first yeah. ever marathon. So maybe um, maybe you can run one. Yeah, maybe. Sometime down yeah. the track. Anyway, thirty years probably. Yeah, I reckon you can do one sooner. Anyway, we're gonna wrap it up. Yes. Thank you for listening, everyone. Yep. Thanks, thanks for your for time, listening. Ollie. See you guys, and we might even do a special episode for the test. Ooh, sounds good. Yeah. Let's do it. All right, bye, guys.